0: Live from Las Vegas, the Snake Sports Talk Show with Jake Silva starts right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, up and Adam on a Super Saturday here on the Snake Sports Talk Show, wherever and however you may be watching and listening. We're live on all social media platforms, iHeartRadio, Twitter Twitch, Instagram, that is where you can like, follow, subscribe to the show, and hit the bell button for all latest notifications to keep you up to date on future and past shows as well. We've got an amazing weekend ahead of us. Obviously, the last two games of the season on a Saturday, so... This is going to be really, really interesting and of course too, playoff implications, those who have already fought for the spots that are already in and some we're just seeing exactly what may happen, but lots of destinies to be um determined, of course for uh at least for the the rest of this rest of this weekend because then Sunday it all lays down on the line. so and we got a lot of teams outside looking in. Both of them, AFC and the NFC. So I'm excited of it, but really do want to welcome in East Coast Gridiron. Good morning. And of course, CR Media. What is going on? We appreciate everybody joining it. And also don't miss two here um right after the show. I will be interviewing Arizona State's own Cullen Fight on the new breed show on Sports Empire Network as well. So you do not want to end up missing that, guys. It's going to be fun. I can't wait for the interview. And um, it's going to be great. It's going to be really, really great. So, um, okay. So obviously, this weekend is where it all ends. We've managed to get through this far. um, We managed to get this far through the season. And boy, I have been excited for what else that may come around, especially for the playoffs. Now, the biggest thing, as I'll be pulling it up here in just a moment. There we go. I apologize. So um, one of the things that I definitely wanted to talk about that I never got a chance to get my input on. And all week, it has been pretty emotional. So. Obviously, we all have watched the game between the Bengals and the Bills and DeMar Hamlin's injury. Um, My big thing, I've played football in the past and I have, I know that I have not seen a severity injury like this at a high level, but injuries in this game are bound to happen. There is no stopping it at times. The only way you can is protecting your players, giving them the right safety equipment, give them the right um, coaching, because sometimes that does happen. I watch a lot of guys when they tackle differently, and some of them, they, they just get hurt right on the spot in the moment. And sometimes you can't even take some of those things back. It happens. I can tell you, um, not from an injury this high, but I remember playing football in high school. And we used to have Oklahoma drills where it was one-on-one, you square it up, you basically showed who's the tougher man in front of you. And at a time, we all ended up going through our drill, and then we got to two of my teammates to the point where they're going at it. And next thing you know, one of our teammates' leg, he disappears, and that's when he dislocated his leg. It was a different turn and wasn't expecting it. And then sure enough, it happened. Yes, we were all devastated by the injury. Yes, we all felt like, man, that's tough. It's hard. Hell, my one teammate was out on the side crying and bawling his eyes out because of the fact of he just literally, this literally just happened felt like it was his fault it felt like it was all on his shoulders he was responsible but every single one of us we all gathered around and we gave him support and we had to remind him it's not your fault you know injuries are bound to happen that's why the game of football is, is is it is um physical there's sometimes too it's a little violent sometimes guys they go in and you know you have target penalties you also have guys that you know sometimes they just they're just after a certain player, they ain't after anybody else, they're just after a certain player, and sometimes it's ego stroking like strokes your ego you start to feel you start to feel a different type of way, but the fact of the matter is nothing could have prevented that from happening. It happened, and I know it it's hard because he felt like you know um he felt like he he, he shouldn't have even squared up with him, but the fact of the matter is is that we all train the same way. We all end up uh, practicing for the same goal and for the same task. For DeMar Hamlin, I can tell you right now, I am very, very happy and blessed that he is back up, talking with his family, getting all the love and support from not only just the Bills, but from all the organizations around in the league. And I hope that he comes back 110%. But it was great to see that he had gotten all of the necessary care. Um, I thought the medical staff did an amazing job. I thought that the Cincinnati fan base, everybody all around, even in the Cincinnati healthcare, they all did such a phenomenal job. And they handled it great. You know, we are not used to seeing injuries like this on a daily basis, and we get that. Is there a way of preventing it? All you can do is really support the player as far as giving them the safety, um, the safety equipment for them to perform at the highest level. It's hard to predict these injuries. And I tell people, like, I see all up on media trying to go after T. Higgins. I think it's ridiculous. Stop it. This had nothing to do with T. Higgins. Both of them were playing the game. T. Higgins had a play where he went, caught the ball, tried to get downfield yards after catch, and there was DeMar right there in front of him, trying to make a stop. That had nothing to do with T. Higgins. He was trying to execute a play that just so happens to have been right in front of him, and it happened. So I, I, I just am like, look, there's nobody at fault for this. Because at times, and, and this is why, too, it's important to learn exactly the proper ways of tackling. Because even in that part, people may say he didn't get hit that hard. But sometimes if you look at it from a different angle, it wasn't as hard of a hit, but it definitely hit a spot in the chest to where that happened. So, you know, again, this is no player's fault. Nobody's to blame for this. I thought the NFL tried to handle it as best as possible with the entire um, the injury and then the game itself. The game is officially canceled, um, and they're trying to find ways to basically make it up. It's really, really tough, guys. Okay? Nobody could have predicted it, and it's hard to make up something like this because it, it's a mental thing it's a mental challenge it really is i've been through it i've seen it and yeah i really yeah, and i'm really glad that Dar- demar hamlin got through it and he's still getting all the necessary care that he needs and so i really do think everybody who played their role in this entirety of the injury to uh, the medical staff and the treatments and everything that they needed to help him get him back on his feet i thought they did a fantastic job but my big thing is like there's a lot of unpredictable things and when you're playing professional football especially the nfl players know this they sign a contract there's a risk and reward behind signing the contract the reward is you're getting paid (laughs) you got insurance you got everything you need to survive, to, you know, sustain yourself and to, and to build your, your own personal brand. Here's the risk: you're going to get hit majority of the time. You might end up being injury prone. You might end up suffering different injuries, you know various from minor to major injuries. These players have trained for a very long time and understand the risk and reward behind signing that contract they do so the only way that you really can move on with this is you just got to hope that there's plenty of safety equipment for the player to perform at the highest level coaching them maybe on you know certain tackling techniques i mean that's how we taught ourselves as kids when we're little we literally try to t- try to teach ourselves how to tackle properly without hurting ourselves when we go and we're trying to take down a player after executing a play. There's lots and lots of ways, not only to prevent an injury like this, but there are alternatives that could happen. This, could ne- this, this you could not end up taking back, unfortunately. It just happened right at the spur of the moment. It didn't. There's no taking it back. And, folks, I hope everybody, all of the fan bases, the fans who watch the game, and understand something. Fantasy football and all the rest of it, I could care less. Fantasy football is, not, is never, ever worth more than a person's life. It's not. I know it was championship weekend. I know everybody ended up feeling it a certain type of way because, good God, I'm, I'm looking at social media all throughout it, and I could not believe the responses to all of it. Fantasy football, I, I hardly ever care about. It does not um, it does not heighten more than a person's life. doesn't. I could care less about fantasy football in the spur of that moment. That time, it was a time for all of us to be human. It was a time to tell us all that we are not, we're not robots. We're not superhuman. We suffer injuries. We sometimes deal with mental health. We deal with a lot of things. It's not to show that we can't be stronger on the other side, but it just shows that we're just human beings. We're not some type of program. We're not some type of robot. We are people. We are human living beings, and that was a time to feel human, but I really am glad that DeMar Hamlin is feeling great. He's back to himself. I really do continue um, sharing my prayers with him, with his family, everybody in the Bills organization throughout the time, and really hope that we get a chance to see him soon. But this was this was an absolute victory as well. This is more than the Super Bowl itself. So I really do hope that he does very, very well and we'll get a chance to see him soon. All right, with that being said, um, so we'll shift on to the Denver Broncos. So we know that this is the end of the season. And we know that there's a lot of truths. There's everything that's happening. So Denver Broncos, and I've said it before, I was like, I couldn't even believe that the season went down the way that it did for Denver. They ended up hiring Nathaniel Hackett. He was supposed to end up being this really smart offensive coordinating coach. They go and they trade for Russell Wilson, pay him $245 million for five years, and then this year just looked like an absolute failure. But it was brand new management. It was brand new ownership. So. There's a lot of things that really just were either working well or it was just bad. It was just bad for Denver. But here are a few things that I think could very much help in the mix for the Broncos moving forward next year because there are three potential coaching hires that I think could really work with this organization to getting them back to where they need to be. Number one, we don't know if it's a possibility. I honestly feel like he should return back to uh, to college football, and that's Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has a lot of stock on his end for him to make his case to being an NFL coach again. I mean, he turned a Michigan program around. He also turned around Stanford, turned around the San Francisco 49ers. He was able to turn around a lot of different programs and a lot of different teams, into winning teams. Hell, he was even glad to have Andrew Luck at Stanford. And they were a tough team. And Jim Harbaugh, because of the resume that he has, why not? Denver is looking for that head coach who has the NFL experience. Yes, he does. Former quarterback, quarterback whisperer, knows how to turn a lot of things around. But of course, the tough thing is he's got to require his own staff he's got to require everything that's all on his own. All the Broncos have to do is just provide. But I feel like that that could be a potential fit because Russ everybody's thinking he's washed. I thought the last couple of games, they finally started to score more than more than 10. They're actually starting to look a little better since the departure of Nathaniel Hackett. And there is optimism with this organization. So I think Jim Harbaugh would be a perfect fit. I think he would work. But I'll be honest, I don't even think I would want him to leave Michigan after losing to TCU in the college football playoffs, he hadn't won a national title. That's why I'm like I would rather go back to Michigan. I mean, you have your own you you have your own staff, you've got your own players. I mean, and he's working with JJ McCarthy. Yeah. He had a really good year this year. He got to as far as the college football playoffs, and they got eliminated by TCU. So they're not going to the national championship. But That doesn't mean it doesn't mean it doesn't hold higher-ups for next season. I think it does. I think J.J. McCarthy will be even better. Um, It'll determine whether or not that the run game will be the same or it may be different because I thought Blake Corum was really, really good. Michigan. They've got a lot of things that they can handle, and they're a really, really good program. The defense is great. The offense, I think, has been producing very, very well, and they've become one of the bigger brands again in college football. Um, another hire, uh, Frank Reich. Here's why I think this could work for the Denver Broncos. First of all, another former quarterback in this league, offensive-minded head coach, And he has coached around several different players. He's coached around Phillip Rivers. He's coached around um, Carson Wentz. And he's coached several different quarter quarterbacks all throughout his tenure in the NFL. I think this would work. And Frank Reich reason Indianapolis just did not work is because they did not provide a lot of the pieces that they were supposed to. They didn't have a great wide receiving core outside of Michael Pittman. Offensive line started to get banged up. And parts of it, defense wasn't even playing at its highest level. And everybody thinks it was all on Frank Reich. But Frank's a smart guy. I mean, he turned Carson Wentz around to where he got 27 touchdowns and seven picks. Yes, I know they ended up missing the playoffs. But first of all, they hadn't even won a game against Jacksonville in years. They have it. The last few matchups have been all Jacksonville. It's been bad for Indianapolis. And Jim Ursay just decides to throw everybody out. So I think this would be perfect for Frank Reich. He's got an offense. All they'd have to do is just reshape the offensive line, and he'll work with Russell Wilson. Get him back to himself because he ain't a pocket quarterback. I don't care what anybody says, he is not a pocket quarterback. He runs out the pocket, opens, creates space, and that is the the Russell Wilson we were used to seeing in Seattle. Um, And one other hire, Shane Steichen from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Shane Steichen, I think, is a really, really good uh, play designer. I think he also is somebody that really will help with speed and with running the football, especially for someone like Javante Williams. I think it would work. And the fact that he brought the best out of Justin Herbert, Phillip Rivers, and Jalen Hurts. He brought the best out of all those quarterbacks. What's to say he won't bring the best out of Russell Wilson? I know that parts of what has been happening with the Denver Broncos, I know majority of it was going to be Nathaniel Hackett, and part of it is going to be Russell. But that is where if Russell Wilson has a rebounding year by next year, is he still washed? I think he'd be working perfectly. But here's what's the big thing. They're not going to afford Sean Payne. They'd have to give up draft capital, and they do not have enough. My big thing is, and I've said this over again, is I think that the Denver Broncos honestly should trade away Jerry Judy. I do. Because if you're getting the best of his stock as of right now, where he's playing well, he's starting to look exactly like the draft pick that the Denver Broncos have, you can get draft capital from that. I think trading Jerry Judy and getting some draft picks in the middle of it, because think about it, you'll have Cortland Sutton, you'll have um, KJ Hamler, you'll have Tim Patrick, you'll have Kendall Hinton. You've got mixtures of wide receivers and you could pro- possibly end up drafting another one. So I think that if you do that and you just reload, because you've got to fix that offensive line. That's the biggest um that's the biggest task going into the offseason this next year. Honestly. So I think it'll be interesting to see how that works, how it will really rebound for the Denver Broncos, but those are my three hires, Jim Harbaugh, Frank Reich and Shane Steichen. I think those would be ideal fits for this organization and I think cuz again the owners of them, they're the you know, the 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 Walmart owners, I mean, good God, they're great. <laughs> they are great. And they've got and they're rich. They 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 could pay the money. They could pay the money to end up getting these guys here and let alone too working up on free agency. But as far as draft capital goes, they've got it they really, really, really have to get themselves back to that point because they need to acquire more draft capital, they got to reshape that offensive line. I think they could use a couple of different defensive pieces because I do love their secondary and I also do love their defensive front, but they've got to get some linebackers. They got to get some guys. So, I think this could be a good thing. I seriously do. So, all right. Um bottom half of the hour as well. Season finale NFL prime predictions will be around the corner as well. You do not want to end up missing that. Um coming up next. So playoff implications. Here's what's crazy. So this weekend is a must win for Green Bay. Will they will Aaron Rodgers be able to overcome that and make that final spot in the NFC? We shall see. But I think I've got other reasons for it. And the other part, there appears to be rumors spreading and it's heating up in Miami. I don't know. I don't know what to really think of it, but I will be weighing down my thoughts of what is happening with the Miami dolphins and what it is that they can do to better solve it. So you do not want to end up missing that that's coming up next year on the show. All right. So. Um, for all of my sport fans up out there far and wide, because we're getting ready for playoffs, right? Last last uh, week of the season, season finale, you guys have been fantastic all throughout the season. <clears throat> but if you guys are getting uh, geared up for playoff football, there is no better place than to show off your fandom by going to fanatics.com. Make um, Sports Talk Show is officially partnered with Fanatics. They've got hundreds of thousands of different designs, different accessories, and so much more. Different apparels. It's cold up out here, too, in the Vegas Valley. But you want to bundle up, getting yourself some really, really comfortable hoodies, getting some great designer um, shirts, jerseys, so much more to show off your fandom. And they've got them for every single team of every league. And plus, UFC, wrestling, and golf as well has been added to the mix in Fanatics. So you can't get any better than that. Definitely go online to Fanatics.com. Link is in the description and also on the the social medias as well for you to go online. Save up. Percents off are going on now. Great sales. So show off your fandom by going to Fanatics.com. (laughs) we <laughs> ain't the type to give up. If I do something, man, I do it till I get what I want. I turn a business out of nothing into something I love. I got poke a poker face, but honestly, I'm not one to bluff. I flip a switch, never miss, man, I always stay up. Don't let them see you, bitch. Always have a plan to stay tough. This life ahead of you ain't easy. It was built to be rough. But that's what makes a personality is tragedy, bruh. Uh, so keep your head on your shoulders now. We ain't out here moving rocks. We out here moving. that we are going to be close to closing out the season jake the snake back here on the snake sports talk show it really has been a fun season we've had a lot of different stories i know it like kind of got very emotional up at the end and i know and, and it's unpredictable you know and 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 again <clears throat> there's so many things that could have been prevented from that injury and all the rest of it but still um i mean I'm just glad that he is getting to a being 110%. I'm really am glad that DeMar Hamlin is getting through it, but, um, but there's been so many different storylines. We have seen the best of teams. We've also seen teams that are getting better by the time playoffs come around the corner. And we've also seen some truths about some teams. So uh, this weekend, what's big about this, because we have two games today and by the way, my fiance is going to be over at the Raider game today. So Raider season finale as well. She's never been to Allegiant Stadium before. So um, going to be some fun stuff. And uh, And then, of course, all the rest of it is laid on the line for Sunday. Now, there may be some teams that will either sit some of their starters. They might play some of them just to, at the very least, get the reps and then Get them off the field afterwards. So I am really liking my prime prediction picks as well for the season finale. It's been great doing this stuff with you guys too, guys. So I've been very excited about it. So here's what's the big deal. Because we love this with big storylines by the time the season comes to a close. So um, Green Bay is facing the Detroit Lions this weekend and it's tough. <clears throat> Sunday night football game, Aaron Rodgers. By the way, the Detroit Lions have been playing pretty good football all the way all the way to this point. So, in the Packers, they've gone through this entire roller coaster as well with everything that's been happening left and right. But the only thing that I can say is, is that at least it gives us an idea of what next season is really going to look like for the Packers. I think their wide receiver core is looking a lot better. It's looking really tough. And I think there is something to be said about Green Bay. Now, the question is, will Aaron Rodgers, will Aaron Rodgers be a Packer next season? That is left to be said. I mean, it's quite possible, but I think after watching all throughout this year, because he also tampered with, um, with retirement several times on the media. So nobody knows what's happening with, nobody's happening. Nobody knows exactly what is happening with Aaron Rodgers throughout the span. Nobody knows it yet. But my gut feeling is I don't think he stays for very long. I don't think that, especially especially with the way that the season all panned out overall, I think he might move on. I don't think he'll be the Packer quarterback next year. That's my honest opinion. I think by the end of it, the Packers, they want to know exactly what is the deal. They want to know what are we going to do moving forward because here's the thing they got jordan love and jordan love could clearly play he could clearly play he works out really really well and i think that if you're the packers you're not paying jordan love anything and you've got aaron who's tampering with retirement and all the rest of it but the thing is i mean aaron's 39 but he still is playing up to a high level we know that he's got an we know he's got an accurate and he's got a deep ball throwing arm but one thing is for sure, because could you imagine if Green Bay had traded him away? I mean, that would have been three to four first rounds for Aaron Rodgers. But the fact that retirement now has been mentioned, that could only mean one thing. There could be other teams lurking on the outside that could possibly want in on Aaron Rodgers. And the fact of the matter is Green Bay wouldn't even have to be responsible with the contract if that's the case. So, like I said before, I think that there is one team that could aggressively go at Aaron Rodgers, and I think that's the Tennessee, Tennessee Titans, because they are in a lopsided division in the AFC South, which, of course, they're playing tonight. And I think Jacksonville may end up winning that game. They may end up taking that division. But my big gut feeling is, if he goes to Tennessee, because they're not going to pay majority of their money to Derrick Henry, because once they run him down, not the same. It happens with every single running back. But there is a promise to it that um, Traylon Burks, he's not A.J. Brown, but he can be serviceable as a wide receiver. They could go and get more wide receivers. They do have Robert Woods. They've got Austin Hooper. And plus two, they can go and get really good defenses. And Mike Vrabel will trust Aaron Rodgers with a lot of things. I mean, Vrabel's a tough coach, and he know, and he knows how to run different play styles. Man, are they a physically gifted football team. They're very physical. They play all the way down to the wire, even if they have their third and fourth stringers out there. So why not Tennessee? I think it would work. And then you have, like, you're, you're dealing with an AFC that's stacked with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Um, it's several other quarterbacks adding Aaron Rodgers into the middle of that mix with a lopsided AFC South, because first of all, the Colts are a mess. The Texans are obviously rebuilding and then Trevor Lawrence is just on the rise. So I think you could play this out. Well, you're going to tell me that you're going to step in with all those quarterbacks and who you have right now is Ryan Tannehill. Like Tannehill has worked in some spurts. I can give him that. But he ain't working over the top like most of these guys are, especially when it comes to making the throw, um, controlling a lot of emotions, and of course making the like distributing the football. You gotta make clutch plays. So, I think to me, Tennessee works. I don't. I don't see. I. I I'm definitely not opposed to the idea. I think it would definitely work with Tennessee, and I think it would work for Aaron Rodgers. Has anybody ever been to Nashville? Great people. He's outdoors. I mean, hell. Loves nature. And he talks about it all the time. He's very vulnerable. I think it would work. I think he would love exactly, you know, the. Uh, I think he would love the fan base. I think he would love the people out there in Nashville. I think this would work for him beautifully. But here's the other thing, too. I don't know if Green Bay would win tonight or Sunday night. I think that's tough. You're talking about a Detroit Lions team that's really worked well. Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, has worked this offense really well where they're scoring a lot of points and they're doing it all with Jared Goff. So it's not like the trade was that bad for the LA Rams. I know they're going through the Super Bowl hangover this year, but Jared Goff's actually been playing very decent. But well, they've got a lot of weapons. So I think Detroit, and I'll talk about this in my prime predictions, but I have a I just have a gut feeling that I think Detroit might end up ruining Green Bay's night. I think it'll come down to the wire, but then in the end, if the Packers lose it, you're going to have an answer to Aaron Rodgers as to what is the next plan now. So I think Detroit might end up taking it. That's just my honest opinion. And here's another thing. So there are rumor reports on... Miami Dolphins could possibly fire Mike McDaniel and several others if they miss the playoffs. <laughs> Did I hear that right? Miami's going to fire Mike McDaniel and several other coaches and the coaching staff if they, if they miss the playoffs. Has Miami lost themselves? Are they over-exaggerating with everything that's literally happening up in front of them. Folks, I'm telling you right now, the Miami organization, it, they have been, they've created themselves a whole. And the other part of it is too, they haven't gotten over the top amongst teams like Kansas City, like Buffalo, like Cincinnati, and even Philadelphia and San Francisco. They are a very interesting team. But here are the problems that Miami has had to deal with. First of all, I understand. They've been in complete chaos. They've been in dysfunction for 20-plus years. Doesn't help that you've got Tom Brady running that division for 20 years. And they've been winning Super Bowls. So it's been driving you crazy. But the other part is, too, you had Brian Flores, a defensive coordinating coach, who I thought really fixed the defense up It's unfortunate that they couldn't get an offense, right? So what did they do? They pivoted to offense. They went and got Mike McDaniel. I think he's a smart head coach. I think he's a really good play designer. He's coming out of Kyle Shanahan's tree and he's making a lot of different play designs, but here's the other thing too, that's been holding the the, uh, Miami dolphins back. First of all, Tua, as much as we like him, he got snubbed out of the Pro Bowl. Didn't even make the Pro Bowl roster. The other problem is he's not a Herbert. He's not a Burrow. He's not Josh Allen. Neither is he Patrick Mahomes. Hell, even a Lamar Jackson can't make the big-time throws when you need it. And even when he does, he's either under-throwing or overthrowing. Does anybody know how hard it is to be a successful left-handed quarterback in the NFL? I mean, we had Ken the Snake Stabler, we had Michael Vick, we've even had Boomer Sison. It is hard to be successful as a left-handed quarterback in this league. I know Tua's gone through a series of injuries. I'm really hoping for the best of his health, because that's a lot of concussions. And he didn't look right. He didn't even look right, you know, against Cincinnati. I mean, he's there, and the concussion protocol, it was just bad. I just think it was all bad handling. So I don't blame Mike McDaniel for all of this turmoil. I don't. I think it's it's really asinine. It's really absurd. And you're going to be back in the same spot as you started before. So what is the point? Mike McDaniel's a really good head coach. I don't put any of this in this season on him. I think the defense needed to be reshaped. You do have, um, you know, Kevin Holland and you also have uh, Xavier Howard. Like you have some real good secondaries. You need more linebackers. You, at the very least, need a really good defensive uh, front because you ended up acquiring Bradley Chubb in the middle of the trade deadline but it's still not enough for more. You need more pieces. I think Miami would be making a really, really massive mistake if they fire Mike McDaniel, because he'll be hired the next day. You know how many teams, if Mike McDaniel got, hired, uh, got fired tomorrow, Denver's making a call. Denver's making a call. They're like, can you fix this offense? Yes, he can. He had a speedy offense. Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Cedric Wilson, Raheem Mostert. He's had a speedsters everywhere. And the thing of it is, is they just do not have the right quarterback. They do not have the right quarterback. Defense is not all the way solidified. They are going to end up getting some pieces and it could start with free agency. And hey, depending on what's going to happen with Baltimore, because Lamar Jackson's not playing this weekend. If Baltimore doesn't come down to a deal, I could see him in Miami. I could see Lamar Jackson. Could you imagine this would be the fastest offense in the NFL if you add Lamar Jackson in the middle of this offense? Plus, last time I checked, he could throw a football. He can throw the deep ball. He's definitely accurate. He can make a lot of different plays happen. So. I just think Miami's making a great mistake. And look, New England's got their own problems. They didn't look great. They have a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays and it's driving Mac Jones nuts. And Belichick has to figure this thing out. Honestly, if there's one team that's really stayed patient and that's really stayed calm, it's got to be the Jets. All they are is a quarterback away from being a better team. Jimmy Garoppolo, possibly Tom Brady. I don't know if they'll go that route, but there are possibilities for the Jets to be better. I mean, good God, I love their young core. Um, Bryce uh, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Like, that offense is pretty stacked. All they need to work on is just offensive line and maybe a few defensive pieces, but Robert Saul is such a good guy. Uh, he's, he's such a good coach. And think about it, Jimmy Garoppolo could work in this organization because he's used to Sala, used to used to be around him with San Francisco, so he understands the system. and the Jets would be better, but and you're certainly not getting over the top with Buffalo. Buffalo's running that East division. So I just think there is so many times that there are fan bases, there are organizations that they just make decisions out of overreactions. Honestly, in my professional, uh, in my profession and professionalism, I don't think that's the right idea. I don't think that's the right way you want to do business is thinking with your emotions. I don't think that's the right answer. If you want to think logically of it, you have got to be patient. You've got to be patient. You've got to get the right guys. you got to get the right quarterback. You've got to have the right personnel around. I thought Miami would have this, but. If they're talking about firing Mike McDaniel if they don't make the playoffs, this is just complete asinine. And I just would feel bad for Mike McDaniel, but then again, I won't because he'll get a job the next day. So I don't know what Miami's doing. I truthfully do not understand and know exactly what they're doing at all. I think it's insane. So all right. Well, folks, you've been with me long enough throughout it. All season long. And finally, all good things must come to an end. It is the season finale of Jake's Prime Predictions. We are finally at week 18. I am super excited about it. Boy, it's been a hell of a season. We didn't do so good in the previous week, but I am very confident that this week will be better. And we're going to be ending this thing with a bang. So, NFL Prime Predictions Week 18 to finish off the year. Let's cue the music. Let's turn it up. It's Jake's Prime Predictions. Chiefs and Raiders. I'm going to take Kansas City Chiefs on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders here's what's the biggest thing about it i mean the raiders right now they're starting with jared stidham Derek carr is obviously going to be out of the building this has just been a kind of a complete mess for the uh the raiders all throughout this year but there are a few good things the offense i think could be at least a little bit more clever they got to fix up that defense though because the secondaries don't look great you've got Chandler jones and Max Crosby as your pass rushers and you're not applying pressure you're not getting to the quarterback majority of the time that's not really a good look I mean, honestly like Kansas City I know with the number one seed it does kind of suck because who knows exactly what's going to happen when they make that up but still Kansas City Their offense is going to be just fine. And against the Raiders, Kansas City has been dominant now for the last couple of meets. And so the Raiders clearly eyeballing in a different direction. So I think this will be interesting moving forward. So I'm going to take Chiefs 9.5, 27-17 is my final score. Titans at Jaguars I'm gonna take the Jags here tonight I do think that that jungle is gonna be amped up they're gonna be ready to roll Tennessee they're starting Josh Dobbs so to me I think Tennessee is gonna be done I think they're gonna be moving past this season there's a lot to talk about like I said possibilities of Aaron Rodgers going to Tennessee it could be Um but the Jags this year, everybody thought Doug Peterson wasn't going to make this thing work. But he brought the best of Trevor Lawrence this year. I have been very impressed with how the Jaguars have been playing offensively. And By the way, defensively, they've been really, really good situationally. They've won big games. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Cowboys. They've several teams already this year. But all it had to take was Adjustment understanding the playbook and really getting the best out of Trevor Lawrence and I think he's finally looking like number one overall pick out of Clemson Trevor Lawrence is finally here and I think he does snag this division and they move on into the playoffs I'll take the Jags to win 28-21 at home comfortably man that jungle is going to be roaring by the end of Saturday night Buccaneers at Falcons. I'm going to take the underdog Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First of all, Atlanta, they're a rebuilding team clearly, and they've got Desmond Ritter. I don't think this works. I think they may potentially try to see if they can get themselves a quarterback, but, um, but I think Tampa Bay, even as close as to the playoffs that they are, they're, they're trying to turn some things around. We know that the offense kind of played abysmally, but Tom Brady, in a lot of these situations, and especially coming close to playoffs, he can be a completely different quarterback. But I do think in a division rival against the rebuilding Falcons, this one I thought was a no-brainer. The fact that they are the underdogs against the Falcons, is kind of crazy. So I'm going to take the Buccaneers to win this one and cover the points. 28-23 on the road in Atlanta. Patriots and Bills. This is obviously going to be Bills for the taking, running this forward. I'm going to take the six and a half with Buffalo. New England is just a mess. I don't think they have the pieces to stop Josh Allen. Um, It's just clear that the Bills right now are running this division. Um, I know it may be an emotional type of game because of the DeMar Hamlin injury, but These Bills, and sometimes when teams, when stuff like this happens, players just play and perform very differently. And I think this is motivational juice for the Bills moving forward. I think this works. Um, But but I think this game, it's going to be all Buffalo from here on out. And they're at home in Buffalo. I don't think New England's got exactly the pieces to deal with it. This offense has just been atrocious. They haven't worked well. You've got Mac Jones screaming and yelling on the sidelines. Not really working out for the Patriots this year. I'm going to take the Bills to win outright 28-20 on at home against the Patriots. Vikings at Bears. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings on the road against the Chicago Bears. The Bears have not right now, late dealt with injuries. Vikings got embarrassed by Green Bay last week. I thought it was insane. But usually when teams get embarrassed, they perform better the next week. So I'm taking the Vikings minus seven and a half. Kirk Cousins, I mean, this is kind of just the last string for him because in tough games like this, I know the defense hasn't really been playing well. They've been playing really atrocious, but you got to expect higher things from Kirk Cousins because I'm tired of the excuses. I'm tired of the fact that he cannot execute plays. He's got to. In the playoffs, you're playing Philadelphia, you're playing Dallas, you're playing um, San Francisco. If you're facing Dallas, you're getting eliminated because. This, I feel like Minnesota, they may win today, but if they go into the playoffs and they ain't prepared, it's hard for me to trust the Vikings, but the division rival against the Chicago Bears, the Bears right now are just kind of resting up, and they're just hoping the season ends so they can look forward to next season spending all that money. I'm going to take the Vikings to win 30-20 to 20 on the road in Chicago. Ravens at Bengals. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals. If people didn't realize, too, Lamar Jackson is not playing in this game, which means Baltimore is kind of screwed. I don't know whether or not if Lamar may be back, at least in the playoffs, but I know Cincinnati they have been wanting to fight getting the number one seed. It was tough, but Bengals at home. Joe Burrow is looking a lot better. Now, they are without Lael Collins, but that hasn't stopped the offense from performing. I think that the Bengals could definitely do it at home. Baltimore's defense has just been shaky. There's been injuries, inconsistencies on the defense. It hasn't looked the same. It's been kind of driving everybody nuts. So I'm going to take the Bengals to win outright at home with the minus 7 and go with a 28-20 score over the rivaled Ravens texans at colts i'm gonna take the underdog houston texans because i know that this is just one of those games nobody's gonna pay attention to but i think the texans there is something to be said about this organization now they do hold the number one overall pick um colts have just been an absolute tire fire it's just looked like a mess that ryan it just looks old there is so much to say about the colts and i I don't even know if I want to take Colts' job, to be honest. I really, really don't think I would want to do that. Um, Colts right now, there is so much that you could really look at right now from what they need to work on. But the Texans, Texans got some pretty good defensive players. Well, they could look at the end of the season with their heads held high, not only just as the number one overall pick, but they've also got other things they could trade away and then they can also build back up as well. So I'll take the Texans to win the finale 24-21 plus three. I like it. Jets at Dolphins. I feel like the New York Jets is going to play a little bit of spoiler game against the Miami Dolphins. I just think it's really asinine that they are going to fire Mike McDaniel at the end of the season. Are you kidding me? I just don't think that at the end of the day, this is the right move at all for the Dolphins. And I think that the Jets are going to want to play spoiler alert against their division rival. They've got a really good defense. They're really buttoned up. Robert Sala, very, very good coach. And he's got these guys to a point where he just trusts every single one of his pieces and he makes it work. So I think this will be a really, really good game. I feel like the Jets may play spoiler. I'm going to take him to win. Minus one over the Dolphins. 24-20. It's a good chance we might see um, another backup quarterback play with Tua and Teddy Bridgewater. Panthers at Saints. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers here, plus three and a half. By the way, the run game has been very, very exceptional for the Panthers in the last few uh, games of the season. So it's actually worked out really, really well. So I think Carolina against New Orleans, New Orleans, things don't seem to be working with out. Allen. I think so far, the Panthers, they've been kind of closing out the game, like the, uh, the season out pretty well. There's some high hopes to think about it, but again, that NFC South is just atrocious. I mean, Buccaneers haven't played their best. Atlanta is rebuilding, and then you've got New Orleans and Carolina. So I think Carolina, they're going to be running the football majority of the time. Deontay Foreman, he's really going to end up hitting more yards. I'm going to take the Panthers to win, cover the points 24-20 on the road in New Orleans. Browns at Steelers. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns. I feel like they may play spoiler alert against the Steelers. Listen, Penny Pickett is the real thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward. I think they have found their quarterback. I don't know if they really got all the pieces to be working on their side. I think they got to work the offensive line, work a little bit more on the defense. But Cleveland, plus what they said, Jadavian Clowney, he walked off and said he may not end up being a Brown this next season. So, but you still got Miles Garrett as a pass rush. You still got some options. I'm going to take the Browns here for winning cover. I think Deshaun Watson is going to be walking into next season with big time improvements for him to be ready for next season. 24 21. Browns play spoiler and cover the three points to beat the Steelers. Chargers at Broncos. I'm going to take the LA Chargers to cover at +3. Listen, the Chargers have been on fire in the last few weeks. Defense has allowed zero points in the second half and also they have been big on takeaways. They do not like um they do not like coughing up the football at all. So they have been playing really good security football as well and They've been getting after the quarterback. They've been—they've got seven sacks already in the second half of the games. So they've been very, very, very impressive. So I'm going to take the Chargers, defeating the Broncos on the road in the season finale 24-21. Giants at Eagles. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. There is possibilities that Brian Dable is going to end up sitting a lot of his starters for the Giants. They might get at least a few reps, but I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a minus 14 on this one. I think the offense has been spectacular. The defense has been playing great. And again, they need something to at least rebound themselves because they, they, they've been kind of shaky a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Injuries, such... So hopefully, walking into the postseason, the Philadelphia Eagles will be prepared and they will be ready. So I'm going to take them to win 33 to 17 on that minus 14 against the Giants. Cardinals at 49ers. I'm going to take the 49ers as well. Arizona's just been an absolute mess all throughout the season. Kyler Murray out for the season. I feel like Cliff Kingsbury. He's going to be on his way out the door. I just don't think. Works for the Cardinals, but San Francisco's defense is relentless. Brock Purdy is very accurate, and he's been working very, very well for the 49ers. I'm going to take the Niners to win, 31 to 14, with more than 14 points on the board. 49ers win this game out right at home. Rams it's Seahawks I feel like the LA Rams might play a little spoiler against the Seattle Seahawks give me the Rams at plus six listen I know that they have had such a huge Super Bowl hangover season but listen even against division rivals they've actually been playing fairly fairly good and Baker Mayfield I know that he didn't play well against the Chargers but it didn't matter because this game here against the Seahawks ruining playoff um potential for Gino Smith and for Pete Carroll I think this looks interesting I think this this could be a very very big game as well I'm going to keep an eye on this one because I feel like the Rams their defensive parts they might button themselves up and they're going to be ready to play spoiler alert so I'll take the Rams to win and cover 27-21 and ruin the Seahawks of their playoff potential Cowboys at Commanders I'm gonna take the Dallas Cowboys on the road listen the Cowboys have been up on a roll they've actually been playing really really good offensively and defensively they finally started to pick themselves up and so I think the Cowboys they're really gonna end up playing this game well in Washington because of the question marks between Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz It doesn't look like they trust Carson Wentz. I feel like he may be back up on the market again. It's unfortunate in my end because I am a fan of Carson Wentz. And I hate seeing a lot of just this hate mail that he keeps getting. It doesn't even matter which team that he's on. So I'm going to take Dallas winning this outright in a division rival game. I think they'll win comfortably. Defense, not the same right now. They've been dealing with injuries. Washington is going to have a lot of question marks moving into the offseason, so I'm going to take the Cowboys to win in the finale, 28-17. Lions at Packers. I'm going to take a big-time spoiler alert and take in the team that might eliminate the Green Bay Packers. Give me those Lions. I'm going to take the Lions plus four and a half. Listen, this is a massive game On the road in Lambeau and Dan Campbell and the Lions have gotten this far to this point. This is interesting, but here's the other part too. The offense has actually been playing well on both ends. Green Bay absolutely annihilated the Vikings and the Lions absolutely annihilated their opponent that previous week. So I like with where the Lions may potentially go. They got a lot of wide receivers. I know Green Bay is probably gonna be up on the healthy, and Green Bay defense is what's going to be the narrative. I don't know if they'll end up showing up, but I love this. I think this is perfect for Sunday night. A division rival matchup between the Lions and the Packers. And the Lions end up covering, and they play spoiler? And they get in the playoffs. I'm gonna take that. Four and a half. Lions win, cover the points, 28-23. Oh, I really, really do love my picks for sure. Well, man, I think it's going to be great, great spoiler alert. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got something here. A little something up in the wild card. Oh, yeah, we ain't done yet because I've got one other pick that I've also got to throw Of my sleeve so be prepared for this one my friends so you're gonna love this tcu at georgia i'm gonna take those bulldogs at home against the tcu horn frogs i don't think the frogs are ready for what the bulldogs are gonna be bulldozing in with the national championship oh yeah i'm definitely in on this one 12 and a half points or does is just relentless, I just think of the Bulldogs. There's no stopping them. I know Stenson Bennett, not the best as far as the quarterback, but he's making plays, and Kirby Smart trusts him. And listen, I like Sunny nights and I like Max Duggan and I do like what the ECU did this season. They have been a hell of a story. You're on the road, you're playing against Georgia. By the way, it's up in the Peach Bowl, Georgia Peaches. I think the the Bulldogs are killing themselves in this game because, again, they ended up playing a really tough game against Ohio State. They got past it, and I think the Bulldogs are going to be cleaning a lot of stuff up. I just don't think that TCU is going to be prepared for that. So I'll take the Bulldogs at 12 and a half, my final score. Georgia wins 44-21 to against those Horn Frogs, and they're probably going to end up having Frog Lakes by the end of that night. So, yeah, so those are all my prime predictions. How did you like that? Adding a little bit of some college football up into the middle of the mix, nobody was expecting that at all. So I'm going to take the Bulldogs to win the national championship. They'll be back-to-back uh, champions, and we'll see you up on Monday. I just think that Kirby Smart and the way that this Georgia program has been, they have been tough in the SEC. Um, Alabama took a hit this year. And everybody in the SEC has just been competitive. They have been hard. And, man, they are just ready to be playing. So I think that the Bulldogs back-to-back champions is very, very possible. So I, I am liking this. I'm really liking this pick. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for me here up on the Snake Sports Talk Show. I appreciate every one of you guys for coming on. Like, subscribe, hit the bell button, and and keep you up to date for future and past shows as well. We got to wrap things up because coming up next, New Breed, Cullen Fight, Arizona State defensive tackle will be live And I can't wait to do the interview because this is going to be some hot stuff. So um, definitely tune into that. That'll be on Sports Empire Network so you don't want to end up missing that. That is the new breed with Arizona State's defensive tackle, Cullen Pite, as our guest. Thank you guys so much for being here of the show and enjoy, enjoy those season finale picks that I have. I am really confident with how the season will end up. And then... We ain't going to be done there because come the next couple of weeks, we will have playoff time predictions. You don't want to end up missing that. So take care of yourself. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. And we'll see you tomorrow on the next episode of the Snakes Post Auction.